the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the Date Day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and you're listening to a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions, or today, ladies, because Paul is here uh, dealing with any issues that might be um, giving you some difficulty or just want some direction on. Uh, we would love to have your calls and love to answer your questions. Here are our phone numbers, 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. You can also call us toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. You can also use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app and send your questions that way. If you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use your free KSLR mobile app. Hit the Call Now button. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. All of that said, it means that beautiful Paul is live in studio with me. Welcome to the show. Thank you. What's my name? Beautiful Paul. Okay, what? I didn't hear you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we're busy. We just had a bunch of kids in here, as we do every day, praying for the program Mm -hmm. and praying for the people in the audience. Um, Melody prayed today, hoping a lot of people get saved. Yeah. And um, then she said, but we got to go because... It's awards night. It takes me more than three hours to get ready. That's right. She says she has to eat, do her hair. Her sister has to do her makeup, and then they have to be back here. So let's pray. Amen. Got to go. Melody's fifth grade. She doesn't need makeup. (laughs) Mom says very light. She doesn't need makeup. She's gorgeous just the way she is. But, you know, it's a special evening. We would appreciate your prayers not only for the kids but our staff as we end up Um, our 19th year of school uh, here at Calvary Christian Academy, a free school that everybody said I was crazy when we did it. 19 years later, uh, we keep graduating these wonderful people. By the way, Paula, it's a reminder, next Wednesday, we'll have the graduating seniors on this radio program as we have done in years past. Uh, You and I would get to take them to uh, lunch with the seniors that day. Mm -hmm. When we come back, they'll be on the radio program. That's always a fun time. Yes, yes, yeah. And are you going to have Gail on here? Well, not now because the kids are going to be here. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Okay, that's always a great um, evening. I mean, afternoon, and then the kids will share the next day. Friday night. At at graduation, some will share, mm-hmm. and then they'll share again on Friday night to, to the, the body at large. So that's... You yeah. know, the, 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 the school is 100% supported by the generous offerings of the people that come to Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. And uh, that Friday night, we give it, take a Bible City away. We let the, the, the graduating seniors address the body mm-hmm. so they can give thanks for for uh, their generosity. But it kind of gives the, the church an opportunity to see what they've been paying for mm-hmm. all this time. Mm-hmm. And it's always a blessing. Yeah, it's not only, um, the kids are not only thanking the people for being generous financially, but this body here 
they're just a a special group of people that God has organized. The body at large is involved in so many of these kids' lives. Um, again, not just giving money that we don't even pass a, a plate or a hat or a bucket, you know, or whatever, um, and that these kids, now young adults <laughs> who are graduating, amazing, um, have been prayed for daily. Now, uh, each class is adopted by a group of people praying yes, throughout the year, every yeah. day. And, you know, sometimes we don't even believe in prayer, but we believe in prayer. And these kids are getting prayed for daily. Um, and I know the people who pray for them have seen the growth in their in their kids or and or their families' lives. So th- those who've been praying for the students daily, thank you so very much. So you'll hear Thanksgiving for that. Um, some of the people are tutors here who have helped these young men and women make it through. Um, yeah, it's not just the financial part, you know, um, well wishes through cards of encouragement. Um, some of the special ed kids who have special needs in terms of, of being able to develop. We got we got uh, people in the body. Many of them retired from having done that professionally. Yeah. yeah. And they uh, donate their time to to help these kids. It's just an amazing thing. Yeah. Small classroom sizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's 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 a neat thing. Yeah. You know, yesterday, and I heard you use my word for the teachers, our our staff here. Um, I've always thought of teachers as being heroes. And yesterday, just sitting among them. Uh, it just it's like ooh, you know I'm in a, a room full of heroes and uh, they give of themselves there too it's not just um, 8 to 345 or whatever uh, that they are here pouring into these kids no we're we're all in each other's lives you know <laughs> all in each other's business no we know these kids and they know us mm-hmm. And um, even those who came to this school and or this church kind of with their arms crossed, I'm not going to enjoy myself, I don't really want to come here kind of a thing because, you know, it's a private Christian school and everybody's going to know me because we're all up close, you know. Um, So many of those same said kids are the ones who will turn to the juniors all the way down to the kindergartners and say, appreciate what you've had mm-hmm. appreciates what you have this has been the very best thing that could have ever happened to me and so yeah it's it's really kind of nice that the teachers are dedicated to these kids you know one of the things that uh, yesterday that uh, at the at the staff appreciation luncheon that we get to host um we have almost no turnover here uh, it's just been amazing mm-hmm. the, the the way the people come. Uh, occasionally, somebody in the military will get transferred, so the 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 one who is not in the military will will have to go with husband or go with wife. Mm-hmm. But but beyond that, we just don't have any turnover. And yesterday, um, we we said goodbye to three people. That's crazy. Had three people in the same year. Mm-hmm. They're moving for mm-hmm. uh, one for work. Her family. She's been here for years with this, and her family is moving to or has moved already to Phoenix. She finished out the year, and then she's going to go mm-hmm. um, uh, for job uh, transfer. Uh, the other two, a husband and wife, uh, are second grade teacher. And uh, her husband, who drives the bus and coaches a softball team, and and he's on the church staff, not the school staff, but nonetheless, he helps the school a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're going to be moving to Alaska. That's uh, Samuel and Megan's parents, uh, Samuel's father and mother-in-law, and, Mm -hmm. of course, Megan's mom and dad. Mm -hmm. Um, They're going to go up and help with the work that we planted. At the other CCSA. Yeah, CCSA, Calvary Mm -hmm. Chapel, South Anchorage, where I'm assuming the weather's a lot cooler there than it is here <laughs> year today. Round. Um, so uh, we are, we're going to physically have um, three new people coming in next year to fill those holes. Yeah. And, and we've never had that kind of turnover mm-hmm. at one time. So it's yeah. um, so exciting to see what the Lord is doing. But it's also really, really, really sad to see those 
people yeah, go. You know, you they're in our, like I'm talking. They're already in our hearts. We are family. We're in each other's business, and then to have three of them leaving all at one time, that's I'm, I'm if you can't see me, but I'm holding my heart. For those <laughs> of you who out there on Radio Land, I'm holding my heart because you know it's like stay in your body, Paula. Because when when people leave, they take they take a little bit of my heart, our hearts with them. So that's that's going to be difficult. April has been here. She was a little girl, yeah. You know when they came here. Was she twenty five, twenty six years old? I think twenty six. Twenty six. Mm-hmm. And just has grown up. And you know, at the prayer breakfast a week or so ago, time has gone so fast I forgot. Someone actually prayed for the Lord to bring April. You know, I'm thinking April's still a baby. Um, that godly man that she's been praying for. I'm like, what? <laughs> she's eight. Yeah. She has no business praying. Yeah, that's right. She might be 12. Come on. But no, she's 26, I think. And, you know, hadn't even thought about, she grew up right before her eyes and talking about wanting to be married. She always wanted to be a mom and, you know, a wife and a mom. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness. And that might happen in Arizona, <laughs> not here with us. And for Jim and Roe, I mean, from the very first moment, you know what they I'm thinking. Here. Can any good thing come from Arizona? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but Jim and Roe, you know, we fell in love with them the first time they came, and they just they got here and started serving, and they were just family right from the beginning. Like they've always been here, and so to come here, you know, starting in I think June, they leave they leave this month. Oh my goodness, to it's your school's over there. Yeah. Driving to Alaska. <laughs> I mean, that's a trip, huh? That's a trip. Yeah, <laughs> but they, oh, man, they're going to be missed. But this was our first year, I think, of adding three people on staff, you know, um, Chris, um, Alfredo, and Mr. Scott, right? That's, that's rare, too, but the need is so... It's growing. Well, that's because we've lost yeah. Samuel and Megan. You know, one of the things that I never dreamed, Paula, was when the Lord told us to start this free school. Now, this is our 19th year of it. Amazing. So putting it together, God bless Pastor Barry, who was the principal at the time. Um, he was with us for 13 of those years. He established such a solid foundation uh, and was such a partner in the work with me. Um, Nobody told me. I just thought a school would start K through six. We added a grade a year to keep up with our older kids. Mm-hmm. But nobody told me that the school was going to be so expensive. No, they don't. We don't get those details. Remember, you said Jesus says you're on a need to know basis. And I don't need to you know. You didn't need that. to know that because had you known that, you might have said, "I don't think that was the Lord who talked to me." <laughs> no, no, that would be me. You know, our first year, we had 31 kids. We now have we've maxed out. We have a waiting list years long now, but we've maxed out now to 135 kids. Well, with 31 kids and a minimal staff, K through six, mm-hmm. uh, it didn't cost very much. It was. Mm-hmm. Thirty, thirty-one thousand a month, or something like that. Um, this free school, mm-hmm. and we have limitations <laughs> in terms of size. It's not like we can get a thousand new people into our church, yeah. so that the offerings go up. That's right. Um, uh, this free school now costs about a hundred thousand dollars a month, and. Pastor Will, who's the principal, keeps coming and adding things, has new ideas. <laughs> and Lord keeps saying, yep, go ahead. Yeah, but yeah. Lord, we can't afford what yeah. we've got now. Yeah, I know. And um, uh, I'm just so grateful for these men and women who are heroes, serving so faithfully yeah, and heroes. sacrificially. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just been a joy. Our, our uh, uh, high school awards banquet is, next t- banquet is next Tuesday, and then Thursday night is graduation here. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned this to you today, but for me personally... Uh, I'm so grateful that I'm here. Yeah. Uh, last year was when I was going through my heart surgery and, and you know, didn't look like, I, it actually looked like I might not be here really. <laughs> um, but um, this year I'm feeling great and I'm going to be able to participate in, in all the ceremonies that I missed last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really happy, Pastor Ron, that you'll be here as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, one more thing I okay. want you to do before what? you start going. We've been talking a lot already, but mm-hmm. um, explain to the audience why they ought to either be here or tune in at CalvarySA.com this coming Wednesday. 
This coming Wednesday or next Wednesday? Well, this co- that's the next Wednesday. Wednesday was last night. Oh, this is Thursday right now. Yes. I am so... It's the date day show, baby. That's exactly right. <laughs> but I am such a mess. Yeah, Tuesday morning, I woke up like, huh, what day is it? Yeah. <laughs> what day is it? Yeah, but next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because Wednesdays, we're not normally that crowded, so you can, you can make your way in. But... Every once in a while, we're really crowded, but this Wednesday coming up, we will be, I think, really crowded. But Gail Irwin, if you don't know him, um, you can go online, G-A-Y-L-E, um, I-R-W-E, E-R. it's E-R-W-I-N, um, go online, and you can listen to him or Google him or whatever, um, but he's going to be here to speak. He's bringing my good friend Ada, his wife. Of many years with him, and uh, he's going to be speaking to our church. One joy, he and Ada are dear friends. Yeah, uh, they were scheduled to come last fall. He was going to do your ministry retreat, wasn't he? Uh, no, he wasn't going to do ministry, but he was coming to speak. Okay, and just to hang out with us as they like to do. Yeah, uh, and um, uh, they were hit in Palm Springs, California. Uh, by a truck and, and had a very serious accident and Ada was badly injured mm-hmm. uh, and obviously that kind of canceled things so they're they're back in health and they're coming here and what a great great time it will be we'll talk more about that next week well I'm personally I'm, I'm real thankful that I'm, I'm married to you Pastor Ron because you know you're going to save me a seat right you're going to save me a seat because I want to be able to you know be up in the front row so I can see him and hear him he is one of the people that God used right at the beginning when, um, you know, I was scared to death being a pastor's wife. And, you know, I'm kind of funny. I'm, the, I'm a kind of a funny person sometimes. Well, the Lord used uh, Gail Irwin because he has a great sense of humor, though he loves God and his word and God's people. He still has a great sense of humor and he can present the word in a way that you laugh and you and you cry. And I thought, and he slices and dices your heart yes. in the same time. Yes, and I thought, you know, it was like the Lord said, see? And even in his very first, the first time I ever saw him, heard him, um, he was saying, you know, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. And, you know, because he used to be the fire and brimstone preacher, and people were more afraid of him. But with the style of Jesus style, which is what he is, talks about and teaches, with Jesus style, people can can hear Jesus. They're not looking at Gail. He had to get in the mirror. He had to get in the mirror and look at his face because his face preaching the fire and brimstone style was scary. Um, and he, you know, and he, I think he got to that place where Jesus said, suffer not the little children to come unto me. Mm-hmm. No little children wanted to go to Gail's fire and brimstone face and persona, but they would come to. Yeah, actually, the the, the incident that that changed everything was uh, he was saying, uh, standing out, saying goodbye to people as they were leaving the service one day, mm-hmm. and there was a little girl, and he looked at her like, "Well, hi, little girl," and and she started crying, "Mommy, why is that man mad at me?" Because she'd been in the church service mm-hmm. and heard him yelling, and it was like instantly the Holy Spirit said, that's not my plan for you. And I think that's something that we who are preachers ought to take to heart. We represent the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and and tell everybody your famous theological position. That God is nice. God is nice. And and sometimes we misrepresent that. Mm -hmm. And uh, Gail has has ministered literally all over the world. uh, And because he's such a close friend, um, we sort of get an inroad with him. He can't pass... San Antonio without stopping in where he starts travels up and down the, the, the south part of the United States. He always stops here. Sometimes he surprises, but this time yeah, he, he, would know, he knew I would want him to, to, to speak. Yeah, and I was so glad he called this time because I think the last two times he showed up, we weren't here. And I just hated that, so I told him, thank you. That He likes surprises, and our uh, schedule doesn't permit surprises, yeah, does it? No. 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. If you have any questions for Paula, men or women, she is here and able, uh, or toll-free, 877-630-KSLR. Paula? Mm-hmm. You know, of course, I've been listening to the radio every day, and so... Um, 
you know, those Ephesians 2.10, where it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So, one, we can know God's will if we will just take the time to ask him, like, okay, Lord, what about us? What about today? What do you have in store for us? And um, so he already knows that. But, you know, as you guys were talking, you and I don't even know who asked the question. Sometimes I write that down, but I, I didn't. Uh, but your answer was that we walk through trials with him, not just trying to escape them. And, you know, I was thinking, because you've been talking about um, taking steps of faith or just walking by faith. Uh, you mentioned George Mueller, not only on the radio, but in one of the studies here recently, you know, where he and the orphans were sitting around the table. The table's, you know, set for food to be put on the plates, and uh, there's no food to put, be put on the plates. The kids are all, you know, cleaned up and sitting and just waiting. So my question was, um, did he just sit there knowing God was going to somehow show up with some food, or was he hoping that food would show up? There's my question to you, Pastor Ron. <laughs> you know, George Mueller, and, and let me um, recommend that uh, everybody in the audience, um, um, the, the, the biographies, they're, they're easy, quick, but wonderfully encouraging and fun reading um, the biographies of some of those faith giants of missionary people like George Mueller uh, my personal favorite is Dr. David Livingston um, but um, uh, William Booth and so many others the stories uh, of their exploits of faith sort of like a modern day Hebrews 11 um, Mueller was a, a fascinating case fascinating case study um, um, Charles Dickens, who was probably the preeminent voice of Mueller's day in London, in England, um, um, was was publicly uh, accusing Mueller of taking advantage of of the orphans. Um, you know, back in those days, this was uh, in the mid 1800s. Um, uh, Mueller would go to the streets. There would be orphans all over um, the, the the streets, and uh, he was bringing them in. Uh, and, and Dickens was afraid he was taking advantage of him. So Mueller sat down with him, invited him to come and see what was going on. Uh, so Charles Dickens spent, Charles Dickens, Oliver Twist, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Dickens uh, spent a week with him and came away his biggest advocate mm. and was responsible for raising a lot of money and, and support. Uh, but um, one of the things that he saw was one one evening when uh, all of the orphans were gathered at the table and there was no food. And this hadn't happened, um, wasn't like an everyday thing, but it happened often enough mm -hmm. that it was just what they did. They expected that God was going to provide. And Dickens thought they were crazy. And just as they were all seated, right after they finished their prayer, there was a knock on the door mm -hmm. and they opened it and there was a whole bunch of groceries out there. Uh, for uh, for food for for the kids, mm -hmm. and, and I think Paul answered a question that Mueller was like we are. There's a combination of yeah, I know God's going to do it, but I'm scared that He's not. Yeah, yeah. Um, like rise my, and my walk. hope my hope is in Him. <laughs> mm -hmm. I hope I hope I hope. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it could be embarrassing when you take those steps of faith and then nothing happens. So I'm sure it was a mixture of all of those things and more. But here's the point: He trusted God enough to go to the place. Where God could meet him, and and I said to you um, when we were talking earlier today that uh, he he had a gift Mueller did um, that I think we all need to have, and his gift, this gift of faith, was he viewed the commands of God as just that commands, as though he had no choice, and I think all too often. Uh, we contemporary Christians, we view God's commands as though it's sort of an option for us. And, you know, we intend well, we, we want to start out walking by faith, but the minute we do that and circumstances begin to come to bear or, or our expectations aren't met, um, we say, well, maybe it wasn't God who said that. I mean, wouldn't it be true if God told me to do this, that we would have everything that we need? Uh, Mueller understood something 
that I hope everybody in this audience understands. When God says to do something, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. It doesn't matter what the outcome is. You've got to do it because he's in charge. Mm-hmm. So Mueller wouldn't have thought about not, not coming down to the dinner table at that particular time. He wouldn't have thought of not having the kids ready. He knew that God was going to show off for those kids because God loved them. And he was only doing what God told him to do, and he was being a good steward mm-hmm. over the the ministry that God had given him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something, Paula, that I think we all need to really, really cherish the opportunity to be stretched way outside of our comfort zones mm-hmm. when God asks us to do those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. A free school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, uh, you know, praying this morning, you know, um, the school's not cheap, and you know, graduation's getting ready to happen. We got luncheons, we got banquets, we got all these things, and you know it. So I was, I was praying this morning, and I heard this. He didn't bring us out this far to take us back again. <laughs> you can say, tell that story on the other side. So, sometimes it feels like we are on the ledge, ready <laughs> yeah. to jump, doesn't it? Yeah. We've got 30 minutes left on the Date Day edition of the program. We would love your live calls and questions. Maybe you've had some issues walking in faith. We'd love to be able to talk with you about it. 340-9585. We'll be back on the other side. We'll see you in two minutes. Back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of the date day edition of our program. Because it's Thursday and because I just like hanging out with Paula, and that's our day to hang out. <laughs> We're talking about faith today and walking by faith and hopefully dealing with some of the issues that we uh, encounter, you know, when our expectations aren't met. I I know that, um, Paula, we have a lot of preconceived ideas. When God tells us to do something, well, then it's going to be easy. Everything we need is going to be there, (laughs) and and nothing could be farther from the truth. Yeah, Yeah, no, when we first got here and um, to San Antonio, not knowing where we're going to live, well, we finally, somebody finally felt like, you know, you seem to be nice people, so they put us in an apartment without, you know, a formal title, job, whatever. Um, so thank you, Jesus, for getting us in an apartment. But then, you know, as we're here, and I'm working at the apartment complex, and they're not paying me after a while. And then they're, they have the nerve to say, well, you're not making the rent. I was like, because you're not paying me. You know, and so they're but, like, oh, but yeah. you're a subcontractor, you said it. So it's a different system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the same people who were paying their check <laughs> was supposed to be paying me mine. And so that wasn't happening. And so they kind of backed off for the apartment. But the electric company, you know, and buying food, uh, paying the water bill, that kind of stuff. They didn't understand. But I can just I just kept thinking, you know, Lord, um, you said for me to take this job. You said, Peron, not to ever work. And you were asking quite often. And I know the Lord got you to that place of saying to you, if you ask me this one more time, it's going to be sin for you. And I was, I remember I was kind of grumbly saying, well, why don't you say that to me? No, but anyway, <laughs> so I'm working and they're not paying me. And, and I, I can just, I, I was like kind of scared and not, not knowing and, you know, basically, I mean, I was saved 13 years before you, but I wasn't really all that. I just knew I was going to heaven, and I need that um, submit to my husband and follow him because the Lord had told me those things. But this not having what was necessary, what I thought was necessary to do this work, um, was like making no sense. And I'm, I'm walking around, I'm cleaning these apartments and not being able to pay the rent and in an apartment complex, other people knew that I, we weren't paying our rent and so I was, because some of them, they just busybodies and they know everything um, but some others, I maybe work there I don't know, but some other people knew 
that we weren't able to pay our rent. We're like two and a half and three and a half months behind. And I'm walking around there kind of, Lord, what kind of witness are we being for you? And wham, 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 you know. And the Lord was like, excuse me, I can handle my own witness. Thank you. Just keep doing what I told you to do. Because he had told me they were going to come and ask me to clean their apartments. And sure enough, they did. And so I'm, I'm steady doing the work. And I'm working as unto the Lord even though I'm kind of crying and whining about it, they're not paying me and I'm working as unto you, Lord. You're in here with me. You say, no, I know I'm in here, so take the toothbrush. You know how we clean the bottom of the toilet on the ground. Still keep doing as unto me, whether you're getting paid what you think you deserve or not. And don't worry about the witness. And I heard what I heard this morning. I didn't bring you out this far to take you back again. I've got a plan. And people were watching and the apartment complex people were watching and um, I remember one day one lady said you know uh, well maybe this is God's way of telling you guys to just move on and I said well I don't really think that's the case with all of my spiritual voice that I could (laughs) Um, I said I don't really think that's the case I know and and this was just the Holy Spirit taking over because I was shaking in my boots Um, my faith was not all that strong, but I was able to say, I don't think so, because God told us to do this and be right here. And we're, you just wait. You watch and see him show up. I was like, you know, when Peter said to the to the cripple guy, rise and walk, it was one of those. And then I was thinking in my head, you going to show off, right, Lord? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he did not bring us out this far to take us back again. You know, First uh, Corinthians four two says that it's required that every man, and I will add, woman, given a trust by God, must prove faithful. And if we had everything that we needed or everything that we wanted, it wouldn't be much of a test. Yeah. Um, God w- was testing our commitment. Yes. It wasn't quite the same caliber of test as as Abraham offering Isaac, but it felt like it to us. And here's the the, the beauty, uh, Paula, of of being in that position is you get to see the hand, the Lord's hand move on your behalf over and over and over. Um, God showed off for the lady who said, maybe it's time to move on Mm -hmm. and softened her heart. Mm -hmm. Um, um, One day, and and there were many, many days we had no food and no money. And I mean, none. Nothing. And uh, one day I was out to take my walk with the Lord, walking across, um, parking lot right across from the apartments where we lived and I'm just Lord we need help it was early in the morning I'm hungry oh yeah there's no food and a ten dollar bill sort of blows up across the parking lot and stops right at my feet and I said Paula we got ten dollars it just <laughs> blew across the parking lot stop right at my feet you said shut up <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that might as well have been ten thousand at that I moment because we could buy <laughs> Uh, a loaf of bread, a loaf of bread, and some bologna, mm-hmm. and uh, a can of soup, and yeah. we were going to eat for a couple of days. Yeah. Um, repeatedly after we started the school, um, it was just an insane thing. And there were people that thought we were crazy. We actually have had more spiritual warfare um, from professing Christians about our free school. You can't do this. Nobody does this. Who do you think you are? This is just your ego. If it was my ego, I could have the biggest building in San Antonio. <laughs> I mean, we're spending 100 grand a month yeah. on a free school. That's just that. That, that doesn't come multi medical or other stuff mm-hmm. that we're doing. Uh, I could have a really nice sanctuary and a yeah. really big office and yeah. those kind of things. But God said to do those yeah. things. Yeah, you could have a really small staff because that's what a lot of churches are doing. Yeah. Firing um, their people. Yeah, uh, we, we've never laid off anybody <laughs> or thought about letting anybody go because of finances. But at the same time, uh, God has shown off for us. There was one time in particular, Paula, where we were really at a place where I thought, well, Lord, if you don't do something, we're going to have to shut down yeah. school, the church, everything. Mm-hmm. And again, opposition came. And um, um, Lord put on my heart one day, call, and he gave me the guy, a guy's name, a guy that I know pretty well and mm-hmm. respect his wisdom. A, a guy's been a pastor for many, many years. So I called him, explained the problem to him, and he looked at me or on the phone. The phone he, yeah. he said this was before FaceTime. <coughs> he said, uh, Ron, you're not going to like my answer. 
he said, you remember Pastor Chuck always says, protect your main ministry, and the main ministry is the church. So mm-hmm. either you got to quit the school or get to start charging for the school. And I know you told me, God said, don't charge for the school, not anything. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to survive, you got to. And I was broken up. God, you told me to call this guy, and this is the message that I gave you. And then it was crying so much because, I mean, we were really at the place where everything was going to have to close. Yeah. And the Lord spoke clearly in my heart. You got a choice to make, Ron. Well, what's the choice? You're going to believe him mm-hmm. or me? Yeah. And I said, Lord, I'm with you. And I remember walking with Jesus that day, completely at the end of myself. Uh, embarrassed, you know, I, I still have issues with pride like everybody does, thinking uh, people are going to laugh at us, they're going to say I was crazy, uh, God, your witness is going to be impacted, that's what we say to sound spiritual, we're really more concerned about ourselves, <laughs> and and uh, um, once again, the Lord says, I'll take care of my witness, you just do what I told you to do. Um, that was a Thursday, no, it was a Friday. Sunday at church, um, the principal of the school was asked to uh, uh, to go speak at another church, and um, uh, a very small church in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had two little services, maybe twenty people in one service and ten people in the other service. And uh, so I sent him over there, and and um, when he came back during our third service, which was unusual. I didn't expect him to come back. He walked in the back door while I'm finishing my message. I look up and I see him. And um, as soon as I'm done, he walks up to the front. He goes, we need to talk. Yeah, I know. I read his lips. I was yeah. sitting right there. And I said, just a minute, because I'm talking to somebody. Uh-huh. And, and then he looked at me, and without saying the words, he mouthed, now. now. That's right. And at that moment, God spoke to my heart and said, he has $100,000. And I looked at him and said, you have $100,000, don't you? And he says, how did you know? I know. <laughs> and at that church, he was talking about taking a step of faith. He wasn't asking for any money because that's something we don't permit. Mm-hmm. He just talking about the step of faith, starting a free school. There happened to be a guy, a visitor. Now, we've never met him. But there happened to be a guy who was at that church for the first time. And during the break between the first two services, he was in the smaller service with 10 or 11 people in it. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, um, uh, Pastor Barry was praying, getting ready for the next service to start, and he felt a tap on the on the knee, and the guy said, I have the gift of giving. What do you need? And Barry said, well, Pastor Ron, I told you in the, in the message, Pastor Ron doesn't permit us to, to let our needs be known. And he goes, you don't understand. When I give, I change budgets. And he wasn't being obnoxious. Mm-hmm. He's just, look, I want to help. Mm-hmm. Um, I get the sense if Barry would have said, we need a million dollars, he could have given it, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, and the guy w- walked away frustrated. And, and he said, Barry just said, well, just pray for us. I, I can't let you know what our needs are. And so Barry was praying for another few minutes, and then his wife comes back in, again, taps him on the shoulder because he's praying. He looks up, and she just hands him a check. It was $100,000. Um, we needed every penny of it at that moment. And it was just God saying, Ron, the problem is never me. It's always you. I'm testing you. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We passed the test. Yeah. And and we've had those kind of tests repeatedly. Now, we haven't had any $100,000 no. gifts, no. extra $100,000 gifts given. Mm-hmm. But the point is, unless you hang in there with Jesus, you never get to see his hand move. Right. I could have taken matters into my own hands. I could have started telling the church, we're on the verge of closing. Mm-hmm. We need your help. Please dig deeply. Yeah, yeah. But but I wouldn't have seen Jesus move. And we've had a whole bunch of those opportunities yeah. to see his hand move over our years here. And, you know, we're in another place where we're being tested severely now. And... Um, We've never considered not doing what he told us to do. So we just wait and we'll see his hand move uh, on our behalf again. I love it because this year we're talking um, three new staff members. Every time we have ever added one new staff member, the rest of us know 
we're all going to be tested. So we say to the new staff member, please get it. <laughs> Hurry up. Whatever God's telling you to do, get it. Let's just move on. This year, three new staff members. Yeah, so. serving God is, is fun. It's exciting. But it's not supposed to be easy. Yes. Yeah, and easy. faith requires that we pass these tests. And, and when we remove ourselves from those mm-hmm. tests, we're just delaying what God wants to do. Yeah. Paul, let's take a phone call. We've got Ray on line one from San Antonio. Ray, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Well, hello there. Um, I have a quick comment, and uh, it's to PR. You are so lucky. That's Pastor Ron for PP, <laughs> Precious Paula, <laughs> because you guys have no idea what an impact you make. And when Paula, oh, weeks ago, um, said on the air something to the effect, and it, and it goes along with what's what's been talked about, uh, you know, waiting on the Lord and that, and, and uh, you know, don't, he's not in, we're not in his time, but she she had had a had an awakening sort of and said, well, when, when he's saying, be patient with me, it, mm-hmm. it meant a whole different thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's with me. Oh, oh, I yeah. get it, you know? And it had not dawned on me, you know? The same as a lot of people, I think. And and uh, so I just wanted to um, share that uh, that is just helped me so much thinking in in terms like that you know it's a different uh, perspective so to speak right and I'll, and thank, I'll, yeah. thank, thank you before you go on thank you for that because it took paula quite a little while to get the difference <laughs> between be patient with me and be patient along with me yes i'm sure i'm not the only one that picked up on that but it is super <laughs> important mm-hmm. It is. Thank you. Do you have a question, Ray? Oh, Thank thanks, you. Ray. Uh-huh. I, I thought you had a question, too. Oh, oh, yeah. See you later. How, how can I be more patient? You've got to just Bye-bye. be with Jesus, Ray. Bye-bye, Ray. See you got to just be with Jesus. That's uh-huh. the only way. You know, uh, the, the moment we, we let fear overwhelm us, um, you know, for me, uh, I've been forgiven of so much. Um, the, the idea of not being obedient never occurred to me. Mm-hmm. I, 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 as I said in the first half, I, I really understand I don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. People say, well, you don't have to have a free school. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. Uh, this is Jesus' church. He's in charge. He calls the shots. Yeah. He called this before we even left California. Yeah. He put this desire in your heart when yeah. you were a, a teacher's aide in Weber College. Yeah, the Free Family Practice Doctor's Office. Uh, that didn't win part of the vision until we got here. Mm-hmm. But, um, you, you know, we're a church that doesn't charge for anything. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I've said on the program before, we've seen in our five years at the clinic uh, over 20,000 patients. Amazing, right? People getting saved almost daily. Yeah. And, and, and none of that happens if I do what Pastor Ron thinks makes sense. Yeah. And these steps of faith, Paula, these tests that we have to deal with uh, all the time um, are part and parcel of the Christian walk. And the Christian who's not on that edge with Jesus um, isn't walking by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, the, the, the churches, it's one of the reasons the prosperity churches are so evil. Um, because they paint a picture of God like all you got to do is believe and give money and God will give you a whole bunch back. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know for sure we are in God's perfect will, but sometimes it's a really, really hard place to be. Ask Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego mm-hmm. in the fire when they stayed there with Jesus mm-hmm. when they could have gotten out. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's really hot, but you got to stay there with Jesus. And if you do that... Um, you get to see him do impossible things. Not necessarily miracles, mm-hmm. but with miraculous results, he turns the impossible and makes them kind of ordinary. Yeah. And now, you know, we don't think about it. We come to, 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 to the office every day uh, during the school year, of course, and we got 135 kids here. Yeah. And, and they're 
growing up and graduating and going to college and getting married and mm-hmm. and and they love Jesus for the most part and mm-hmm. um, none of that happens. None of that happens without steps of faith. Yeah. So it's just something we have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, Pastor Ron, uh, and I'm calling you Pastor Ron because this is your, this is a pastoral thing you've been doing. Um, but you've been telling people for a long time that you know we don't really have any room for you to come here to Calvary Chapel, San Antonio. And yet, every Sunday, I'm writing down 10, 15 names of new people. And somehow, the Lord is fitting the people in here. Um, But what I'm noticing is, you know, praying for the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, and the confused. Like me and Ray, who just called in, you know, be patient with me, and then the light bulb finally goes on, because, you know, we're a little slow of mind. <laughs> we finally get it. But No I, offense, Ray. Yeah, no no offense, <laughs> Ray. We're, we're brother and sister. But the people that are coming here, you know, the the word being faithfully taught is the power that's changing people, and to see... Um, that though we don't have any room, people are being drawn out of their lostness and their confusion. And they're really getting it. And um, he's making, you know, like the, the fish and the, and the loaves multiply. Well, we don't have any more space, and yet the people are fitting in here and we're in under fire code at the same time. So how does that work? You know? And so I, I'm just really thrilled to be here. But you were one of the other questions on the radio talking about trials and tests and sharing in the sufferings that the devil even went to Jesus at his weakest and lowest um, point. And he'll do, he does the same thing to us. And so not taking matters into our own hands, um, really relying upon the Lord is so key, these steps of faith, because, you know, I'm a faith giant when I feel good, when I have what I need, when things are going the way that I think that they should. It's when those three elements are absent that I'm kind of groping. Lord, you're there, right? You're you're really here, right? Like, Peter, when he walked out on the water, you know, he was fine as long as he kept his eyes on the Lord. And he was, hey, I'm walking, I'm walking, you know. (laughs) But then when he saw the waves come up, and I'm sure, you know, I went to Hawaii a couple of years ago, and the noise that those waves at the North Shore make are a lot different than at a little you know, Wanama Bay, I think it was, uh, the sound and the power of that water was an incredible difference. It's scary. Waiamea Bay. Waiamea Bay? Yeah. yeah. It's that smooth, you know, and you can walk around, you can look at the little fish, you can even touch them. Not at the North Shore. The lifeguards are saying, get out of the water. Because you're about to die. <laughs> um, the people who are out there, they were born here. They're professional surfers. They know what they're doing, and they know when to get out. You, on the other hand, no, out of the water. But that, that noise, so I'm thinking when, when that kind of storm surge came up and Peter could not only see the waves, but he could hear that water. He's like, ooh, I'm sinking. And so when the when those circumstances hit us, when those other things that, you know, we don't expect to be hit us, our faith sometimes shakes us and we begin to sink. Yeah. You know, Paul, I had a friend of mine, uh, another pastor who came to our church, to a men's retreat and spoke. And uh, this is a guy I love. He loves me. And uh, it's the first time he'd been to our place. And he said to me, Ron, this is embarrassing. And he thought he was really doing me a favor. You know, Ron, you got to deal with this. You can't, you can't grow anymore. You can't really minister in a place like this. And I told him as, as nice as I could, unless you've got to 
few million dollars you want to give me and be quiet. Mm -hmm. This is what the Lord's provided. And we don't charge for things and we can't save any money. And we're spending all this money on, on these free things that, that people are getting benefit from and people are getting saved. Uh, believe me, nobody would like a big building more than I would. Mm -hmm. uh, we'd fill it and we'd fill it right away. Um, but this is where God has put us to test our faith. And he keeps asking us to do if a, if a super wealthy church were doing the things that we're doing, uh, it'd be no big deal. Nobody make, would say, it would make sense. Yeah, nobody would say, you know, <laughs> that's really God. No, it would just say, well, you know, they're after your money and they're spending it wisely. But mm -hmm. but they come in here and they see the things that God is doing here and, and, and they know it's God. My whole point in, in mentioning this is that unless you, whether it's a church or an individual Christian, unless you're on that edge with Jesus, ready to jump into the abyss, mm -hmm. um, that one day, Jesus, if we go down, you going down with me? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I've always said I need to know two things. One, that I'm with Jesus, and two, that you're with me. Mm -hmm. If I got those two things, mm -hmm. then there's no step of faith that I'm unwilling to take. But it's in those moments where it seemed the scariest where you see God do the greatest. And too many of us, we like it safe. We want life to be easy. Mm -hmm. We want things to go well. And that's just not God. That's just not the way he works. Mm -hmm. In the first century church, they risked their lives every day. How many times do you think they said, Lord, are you here? Mm -hmm. And they found out. Some of them found out in a lion's den. Some of them found out uh, being used for human torches in Nero's court. Uh, some would just lose their heads. Um, and they found out that way, burned at the stake. Mm -hmm. So these are just the kind of things that we've got to expect. The problem is we've just been way too comfortable yeah. in the West for way too long. And we've sort of grown with the expectation that, well, if God's in it, it'll go fine. We won't have any difficulties. That's simply not true. Paula, we're inside one minute, so why don't you close up? Well... God bless everybody. And for the graduates out there, um, we're praying for you. Be a witness, whether you're in a private school or a public school. Jesus loves you and the people around you. Don't celebrate like the rest of the world. Be set apart because you are set apart. You've been listening to the Daily Edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630. Thomas, we got your question. We'll get it on tomorrow's program. May the Lord bless you and keep you. We'll see you then. God bless. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, the Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.